Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. There are a lot of local legends, but none as fascinating, in my opinion, as the true history of the Oregon coast shipwreck that inspired the iconic 80s film, The Goonies. It just created so many questions, like, was there really hidden treasure? Is there actually a curse? Is it really our time down here? So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Tony Altamirano, director of the upcoming documentary film, The True Quest for Fable Treasure on the Oregon Coast. He's here to answer all of our questions. It's Wednesday, October 11th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Tell us about the true history of the Goonies treasure. Like, what actually happened? So there are a couple different shipwreck stories that have always been floating around the Oregon coast. Um, But the one we focus on is specifically the Neocani treasure legend. So there there is also native oral traditions uh, that have been floating around for hundreds of years in the in those areas, and these are tales of uh, European seafarers who have shipwrecked in, around that area, basically. And then there's tales of sailors leaving the ship with a chest, going up the mountain, and burying it somewhere. And this incorporates with the artifacts that have been like watching ashore. For all these years. Yeah, I have a question though. Yeah. Your film focuses on the shipwreck of the 17th century, like Spanish, you know, ship, the Santo Cristo de Burgos. Burgos, right? Burgos? That's right, Burgos, yeah. And that's the same one that inspired the One-Eyed Willie's treasure ship in the Goonies. So what you're saying is like, there's actually native oral tradition of this crash, right? Yeah, and there's native oral tradition of this wreck, and whatever this ship had, the cargo, has been spilled over all around that area. And this is before there was also a giant tsunami that happened, and that pushed artifacts further into the eastern part of the coast. So this film pretty much focuses on the treasure hunters searching for this specific treasure. Um, And it goes back, you know, from the time when the legend was born and follows all the way up to the 60s, where we focus on this one Salem house painter who was this Bible thumping, pistol packing treasure hunter that was convinced that there were very sacred artifacts buried somewhere in the mountain. And he actually claims to have found tunnels pretty much built by man. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. And these tunnels are coincide specifically with the Goonies because if everybody knows that movie is about, you know, a pirate ship they find under the Oregon coast pretty much. But one of the right. things that uh, we kind of question is, you know, who influenced who? The person that we talk about from the 60s, one of the most popular treasure hunters, his name was Ed Fire. 
perfect name. And he was either influenced by the Goonies or the Goonies was influenced by him. Oh, gotcha. Wait, so there wasn't like a date where you're just like, aha, before the Goonies or aha, after the Goonies. Oh, he started way before the Goonies. Yeah, he started. Yeah. So he pretty much, it, it was from 1966 on to the early 70s, this guy was looking for this treasure. He took a break. He left. Mm -hmm. Then after the Goonies come out, he returns. Mm. And when he returns, that's when all these uh, accounts of him finding tunnels under the Neocali Mountain, that's when they start appearing. Has that been confirmed, these tunnels? Or is that just something that maybe he came up after he saw the movie? That's the question right there. That's, right. The, that's the question we all want to know. <laughs> but he brought along his daughter to uh, his digs in the 80s. And we talked to his daughter who wanted to remain anonymous. And she pretty much insists, yeah, she saw it. I saw I saw these things. We took pictures. But here's the thing. When they took pictures, the film never developed properly. And that, that has been a thing that has happened around that mountain. There's a, some kind of energy happening in the mountain. And that's known by all the locals that live around there that we've talked to. Let's talk about that real quick, Tony. Yeah. So there, the, the legend is that the treasure is hidden on Niakani Mountain, right? But many people have made attempts over the centuries to, to supposedly find this treasure, but many die trying. And so the lore of this mountain being haunted or, or cursed grew. But I don't know if you've seen the Google reviews of this mountain. It's 4.9 stars. I mean, haunted? Or awesome. <laughs> it could be an <laughs> awesome haunted mountain. <laughs> I'm just but saying. <laughs> here's the thing that happened during the making of this film. So I was doing this on my spare time, pretty much. This is like uh, a couple of acquaintances reached out about helping document this story. Uh, J.B. Fisher and Doug Kent Crispin, they're both local writer and historians. We and know about Doug. We've heard Doug. Yeah. He's been on the show a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a skeptic. I, I'm like, I'm not superstitious at all. You know what I mean? But like we start hearing these accounts by a few people of, of how, what they experienced, <laughs> like while they were involved in this treasure in some way or another. Then right in the middle of filming, I get laid off from my job after 10 years, I get laid off and I'm like, and it, it just stops production pretty much. You know, I'm like focusing on other things, all this. And then I still want to know what's going on out there, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So I returned and then we like kept going and just kept like finding stuff. So yeah, there, there were a lot of things that unexplained things that happened. Like I, I've never seen a, a ghost or anything. I've never experienced anything, but these people are like, they're, they're straight up are like, hey, man, I'm not bullshitting you. This is actually what happened. So, I, I mean, there were, there was just occurrences like, you know, stuff flying out of the walls. There was like blood that they find at several locations. There's like people that have died looking for this treasure. There's like, you know, uh, run over by log trucks. Uh, there, there's just different accounts. This person that lives right there on the area, she recalls this encounter she had with some kind of energy and she's like, she's a respectful person, <laughs> you know? It's mm -hmm. not like uh, somebody just that wants attentions, you know? So it, it was an intriguing tale that just kind of like grabbed me and put me right smack in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, you've obviously seen the Goonies. Oh yeah, um, I mean, did that did that like inspire you at all? You know, I mean, the Goonies definitely were a big part of childhood. Like I'm an '80s kid, you know, and like in in the middle of the '80s, we moved here from Peru. You know, I was this nine year old 
just absorbing everything Hollywood was throwing my way at that time. Mm-hmm. And we were lucky the 80s had great kid movies <laughs> and, and other movies too. But The, the best, Goonies, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the Goonies definitely played a big part in my transition to the U.S. And, you know, I relate it to Ki Hui Kwan's character, Data in particular, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as a foreigner, like accepted by American friends, you know, like I believed in in that tale, in that in that kid's fantasy tale. So having the Oregon coast as my backyard was a constant reminder of those nostalgic memories, you know. Um, the Goonies was definitely a big factor in me deciding to, you know, take on this project. All right, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, is Tony now cursed? Are people still looking for this treasure? I think so. I mean, it's illegal to dig <laughs> in public property. And we. And this is actually something I do want to say. I, I am not encouraging anybody to go out there with a shovel and look for treasure. That's the last thing I want. And I don't, There's. we have some footage of people going into the ocean and, you know, going to the cave where they found this timber. Like I don't want anybody to try the stuff they see in this film at home. Yeah. Is that something though, uh, the treasure existing personally, do you believe it does? It depends on how you define treasure, I guess. Like gold, is there a chest with gold coins uh, or like rubies and diamonds? Probably not. Is there very old timber and maybe some personal possessions scattered along that have been affected by decades of sea salt and corrosion? Maybe. And that's treasure for some people. Right. So you're saying that the real treasure was the friends that you made along? A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, the project has been like a huge undertaking. It's taken a lot of your time. Um, Do you think you're cursed? (laughs) <laughs> oh yes, I am very <laughs> cursed. I am. and I love it. <laughs> Do you think it was worth it? It's was it totally worth the curse? Worth, it's worth being. Yeah, it's, it's just a fun party, twenty four seven. It's the funnest. <laughs> no, I'm not cursed. I'm I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> okay. I don't want people sending me being wor- getting worried out there. <laughs> well. Like, what's your pitch for people if like, to come watch this film? Like, what do you think they'll get out of it? A good time, an adventure, you know. I really just wanted to get back to something where you're watching and you're like, wow, it just kind of makes you wonder. It makes you think, you know. It's, it's, it makes you think about something you never thought about before, you know. It makes you realize that there's a whole world out there. There's magic out there, you know. There's And that's what I wanted to create, this Film is actually called Secrets of the Mysteries, and this episode is called It's Request for Fable Treasure on the Oregon Coast. And uh, Secrets of the Mysteries is something I want to keep doing. Oh, cool. We have many more in store, and we're all, we have already started pre-production on the other one. Nice. I can't, I'm excited. It's a series. Do you know what you're going to look into next? Sasquatch. Yes. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. it just really seems like, uh, you know, down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. And here at CityCast, we never say die. Never. Ever. And we like baby Ruth.
That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>